The UDR cast is not affiliated and does not represent any 12-step fellowship. I, Bill Ward, the host of the UDR cast, will be sharing my experience and my journey of recovery. That does include, but is not limited to, the literature contained in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Our guests will be sharing their own path to recovery and what has worked for them. The UDR cast encourages and supports all paths to recovery. Welcome everybody to the UDR cast. UDR stands for Uncover, Discover and Recover. My name is Bill Ward and I'm coming to you from the recovery capital of Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Here we are going to discuss everything recovery, different perspectives, different experiences, both with the people I know and with others from around the world. If you resonate with anything you've heard on this episode today, we ask that you share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you have any questions or comments, please find us at billward.life and send us a message in the info section. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you are interested in more recovery content, you can find the buttons for the YouTube channel and other social media outlets on the homepage, and you will be redirected to those platforms. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time. You know, I think through that pro- step four process, we, big, we begin the self-healing. And part of the self-healing is like laying down the weapons that we've been using and like fucking throwing up a white flag and kind of surrendering to the shit that's been fucking us. And through that like admission, through that humble, humiliating admission that yes, I am these things that I see on the paper... I begin the healing process because I'm not resisting what's inside of me anymore and I'm not resisting the fucking truth and I'm actually finally able to see the truth because it's right there plain as day and pen on paper and I've been guided through it properly by an individual that knows what they're doing. And really when you, when you see truth, You can't help but see it. And when it's right there in front of you, you might not really like it, but the benefit of truth, because truth is based in love, it fucking hits you and it fucking humbles you, especially when you've been living in pride and force your whole life. So that beginning admission and surrender to these defects that actually have been fucking me is the beginning piece of the self-healing. Although it doesn't really feel like it. And then as we kind of go through the five and we really be humbled through the process of the five, hopefully, you know, humiliated, humbled properly by the sponsor if they're good at what they're doing. Um, And sometimes the sponsor doesn't even necessarily have to be that good at what they're doing. But I got to be fucking broken enough and hurt enough to want to fucking change. So it can kind of go either way. But then that six becomes ultimately important, right? Because I don't really understand that I'm going to heal through this pain. I've just, 
I'm just willing to give these things up, but it's really hard to give them up, which is why it's the inner turmoil before serenity. I, w I need to give them up because I, I need to change, but I'm not really sure of why I need to give them up all the time because some of these things still make sense to use. But as I go down the road of the pain of fucking dropping these weapons and raising another white flag on another defect or a partial part of the defect or whatever it might be, I start to fucking feel a little better. And I start to feel a little bit of serenity and some peace of mind. And little do I know that that's part of the healing process. To be vital, to really have a good life, to be content, to be fucking serene and, and feel good. You know, faith alone is insufficient. To be vital, it must be accompanied by the self-sacrifice. And that is what self-sacrifice is. It's, it's working through these selfish, self-centered defects of what I'm trying to grab out of life and or I'm trying to manipulate out of you so I can be fucking okay because that's where I think I get the security. But really, it's never created any real security. The real security comes through relinquishing these things and then learning the lesson and building some strength and fortitude with God's help. And then I actually build real self-esteem there. And then I feel really fucking good. But that's not all, right? That's a process that never really ends. But especially, it's especially vital in those first few years to really dig into that part of it, the self-sacrifice. But you don't really even understand self in the first year. So it takes like a solid program for the year and then more solid program for year two and three so that you can really fucking see what's going on here. Because you can't see self with self and self will mask itself with the best of intention. So as you kind of get through that, now back to that line, to be vital must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. The natural part of the process is through the self-sacrifice, the natural path is unselfish constructive action. So as I go through my step 10 and I'm working that step to the fucking umph degree, I start sacrificing pieces of self and the shit that causes my failure. And then as I clear that channel and I work my step 11, I become able to pull on the power of God to really, really help me. And I am walking in God consciousness at this point. If I'm really working this seriously, not theoretically, because if I'm working it theoretically, I won't see the lessons and I'm going to always think that I'm fighting everything and everyone and everyone's fucking me and life's still challenging and life's still throwing me shit and how come I can't catch a break? Well, you can't catch a fucking break because you're living your life with the best of intentions but self's still running the fucking show. That's the fucking truth. But if you're seriously working this, you will see the lesson in things and you will start feeling some peace and serenity and you will stop fighting anything or anyone and really you're stopping fighting yourself. And through this process of relinquishment of self, pulling on more power through the step 11, then, then step 12 just becomes a natural thing. But as we go through this process, it takes time, right? It takes a couple few years at least, at least a few years. And it starts out with altruistic action in the 12 that I might have started earlier on in my step work, right? Or in the year, years. And through that 
altruistic action of helping other people, I'm gaining an altruism, but what I'm really doing is I'm healing. I'm looking at another human being. I'm exposing their defects, which are the same as mine in many cases. And I'm opening their heart and I'm opening mine and I'm building compassion for them. And I'm building compassion for myself. And through that process, I fucking heal millimeter by millimeter by millimeter. Many of the defects within me and defects are just fractured parts of my wholeness. Fractured parts of my heart that I had to use through my life to protect myself. And they start getting healed. And then I'm on the right track because I've dug in for three or four years heavily. And I'm fucking no longer need to fucking guess what I'm doing. This becomes a working part of my mind. And the most profound result of all is that step three decision that has turned into reality and is now consummated with the step seven surrender. The most profound result of all is our change in our attitude towards God because God is our attitude. And when we convert what is God, God is love. So God, love is the attitude. Love is within everything we do. Every interaction and every thought we're trying to walk with the, with the uh, premise of love in everything we do. And when we talk about walking in the image and likeness of our creator, we're really walking in the image and likeness of love because our creator is love and forgiveness. So we start walking with that. And then life's fucking pretty fucking good, right? And through that process, we uh, self-healing and self-care. Well, self-care comes through through those first few years. Like I have a sponsee right now who is really struggling. And he's like, oh, I'm getting into self-pity and depression. And it just keeps coming back. And it's like back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, open your book to Bill's story. In Bill's story, it says, I was overcome by waves of self-pity and resentment. But I found working with another alcoholic would always save the day. And part of that is it works when all other activities fail. Well, what are most of the other activities that people want to try to use? It's the prayer, meditation, and inventory. You do fucking enough inventory to try to feel better, it becomes fucking selfish. And if you're praying because you want to feel better, it's based in self. You want to meditate because it's based in self? You won't feel better. The problem is, is like, we got to do this selflessly. And it doesn't happen just because you're trying to will it. Like that inventory, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough. People will do inventory so fucking much and they're just looking for relief, but it actually doesn't give you relief. Finding your way out of self-pity and morbid reflection and resentment and all this shit comes through working with another alcoholic. It will always save the day. It works when all the other activities, all the other shit fails. The thing is, is most people don't want to do that part. So they just keep looking for their solution and all these other aspects. And it's really, really sad. Um, you know, and step nine is definitely a part of the process that heals us and it heals the other people. And uh, I've had some major awesome revelations in my step nines over the years. And part of my step nines has actually changed defects that I didn't think it had anything to do with. So, you know, step nines are super important. And the thing about this program is it works in ways that we can't really understand. 
and it's not linear and it articulates itself below the surface in ways that we can't understand and it actually starts healing the roots but our minds always think linear and we always think we can get it figured out ourselves or we have figured it out or we or we know why that happened or why this happened but we don't always know that right so anyway that's enough out of me thank you for tuning in to the udr cast we hope you have enjoyed this episode the viewpoints and the opinions expressed today were solely of the individual sharing them. If you resonated with this episode, please follow us and share this link with anyone that may benefit from it. Please visit us at billward.life to see everything that we have going on. We can recover one person, one family, one community at a time.